I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the author of 15 books. Yes, 15 books. How about that? And uh, the subject of a documentary, the subject of an extensive radio series, and now the host of her own show. And I'll tell you what, just uh, a lot of that and, and the subject of a documentary, a lot of that happened while uh, while COVID was going on. And you, you got you to gotta think, even for somebody in their 20s, never mind somebody who's an octogenarian, uh, accomplishing all of that as somebody in the 20s you'd say wow you got a lot accomplished how about an octogenarian and it's uh, i'll tell you it's just a number age is just a number and dr florence by him weinberg proves that every single day doc how are you i'm doing great thanks <laughs> yeah we've got a lot of excitement here in texas yeah, your, your governor makes it very exciting, and, uh, and and I'll tell you, I'm glad we don't have him. I'm glad we don't have him here. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. Yes, well, it's the first day of school here, and uh, that's the root of all the excitement because parents across the board are conflicted. Uh, I think most, a majority of parents would like their kids to be wearing masks at school. But there is a very vocal minority that does not, and absolutely refuses, in fact, uh, not only to not wear masks, they refuse to wear masks, and they refuse vaccines. Uh, and with the Delta uh, uh, COVID virus going around, um, uh, this is increasingly dangerous, and these people, I was just talking to to my uh, trainer at the gym today, and uh, she is still adamant. She has had the vaccine, thank God, at yeah. least that. But she b still believes that, uh, uh, that COVID is just another flu, and uh, that... Uh, Fauci and uh, and all of the scientists are lying to us because in the beginning they said that this vaccine was an absolute guarantee against getting uh, COVID and here by golly we are vaccinated but we're in danger. How can they lie to us like that? They they knew better all along. Yeah. And I said, what they? This is a brand new virus. They did not know that uh it's a it variant it's a, he, they a couldn't predict that it would uh, that it might break through the vaccine oh yes they did know that because sars has been it's just a sars uh, flu and they've known about sars all along and so i just quit i just quit arguing with her because as we all know, you can't change people's minds by arguing with them. No, 100 percent. No, you cannot do it. It's just amazing. It's, I had somebody tell me recently that one of the one of the vaccines, I think they were saying Pfizer. And it was a very right wing person. It's a friend of mine. Very, very right wing. They said that there's a tracking device. They and they were showing me in, in you know, on different web sites or whatever that there was some kind of tracking device put in there where they could, you know, certain computers could pick up where you are if you had this. And that was the whole purpose of uh, Bill Gates and 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 Biden and um, 
and Harris of, uh, of doing this and whatever. I said, well, they were put in motion when Trump was president. So I don't know, you know, unless he was trying to track everybody. And they were like, no, 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 you know, it's to track people. And, and I, right. you, know, uh, you know, a seemingly intelligent person sounding very, very ignorant. Anyway, I didn't mean to go off on that. But, wow, it is. You, yeah. you cannot well, argue. You yeah, cannot I mean, argue with And that's not the only reason not to take the vaccine for these right-wingers. Uh, at uh, the uh, Daedalus Literary Critique mo- uh, meeting on Wednesday, the president of the group has had COVID because uh, she uh, w- was resisting vaccine. Of course, she's a very right-wing person. And she said, uh, if you take this vaccine, she's, she's still, she's had COVID, so she thinks she's immune. And of course, we all know that that's not true right. either. With the Delta version, you can get it again and again. Uh, but anyway, she says, I'm not taking the vaccine because it changes your DNA. Wow. And, wow. Uh, yeah. And I said, well, even though you've had COVID and your DNA is definitely changed because each cell in your body is now harboring some of that virus. And that is, of course, true. That's why we have antibodies. And why the antibodies are still hanging around is because they know that the virus is lurking in the the body, waiting to jump out. So uh, anyway, she didn't change her mind. And I, again, realized there was no sense in even talking about it. So we went on with business. But what I really want to get down to today is what is happening in San Antonio, because our Abbott, Abbott, our our Governor Abbott um, uh, banned mask wearing in any government facility last May when things were looking up, and we thought we had COVID beat and things were going back to normal or beginning to. He uh, he was a little early in this, even then. But now, on the 28th of July, uh, the Department of Defense mandated that in all military facilities, mask wearing indoors (laughs) is mandatory. Mm. So, um, we have here in San Antonio, we have three huge army bases We've got Lackland Air Force Base, we've got Randolph Air Force Base, and we have Fort Sam Houston. And each one of those military facilities has a school district all to itself, and a total of over 4,000 students, kids. And a large percentage of those kids are under 12. And this is military. These are military facilities, and therefore mask wearing is mandated by the government, by the federal government, and banned by the state government. And that is an absolute conflict. And so everybody's in an uproar about that. What to do? And Lackland and Fort Sam are uh, investigating the legality of Abbott's uh, rule, and um, and Randolph is aware of the conflict, but I think it's 
going ahead with the mandate, but at the same time it knows that uh, probably the, some parents are going to resist on the grounds that their governor has ordered the contrary. So how wow. to enforce this? And uh, so it's, it, it has stirred up the whole city. Now, Dr. Peter Hotez, mm -hmm. uh, who comes on MSNBC quite often, who is dean of the uh, National School of Tropical Medicine based in Houston, uh, said that, uh, the, that the virus is now accelerating and uh, un unlike uh, COVID in the beginning, it is, uh, it's uh, contagious to kids. It's catching for kids just the same as adults. In fact, the kids get very, very ill with it. And they are, kids and young people are the majority of people in the hospital right now. Wow, and it's going to get it's going to get worse. And uh, it is true in San Antonio. San Antonio uh, was uh, at least the white population. Of course, the privileged ones of us. Um, yeah, most of us got the vaccine. So somewhere between seventy and eighty percent of us got the vaccine. And this is not true of the Hispanic and black populations here in the city. Uh, so probably 30% of the black population and maybe 40 of the Hispanic population have gotten the vaccine. Um, so the hospitals are filling up in San Antonio now. They were down to something like nine the patients on ventilators there for a while. And then when the Delta became prevalent, it jumped uh, there are something like 900 people in the, uh, uh, in hospitals and 60 or so people on ventilators at this point. As far I mean, I heard that maybe last night or yesterday, and it's probably worse now. So Hotez is quite right. It's getting worse all the time, and the kids are vulnerable to this. So. We've got. He says we've got to give our kids a chance, and he says vaccine mandates are out of sight, and the least we can do is to mandate masks. <laughs> and I'm quoting him here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, um, except that our governor has taken <laughs> an absolute stand against masks, and yeah. he's oh out of us. Wow. Um, so the Lackland super, uh, superintendent of schools, whose name is Bernie Roper, uh, says, oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, this is a military facility, right, um, Lackland, and the kids are going to catch uh, COVID, and they may be asymptomatic, but even if they're not, they're going to go home to their parents. Their parents are going to catch it, of course, if they're uh, vaccine uh, resistors and mask, obviously mask resistors as well. And then they're going to drop out of service. <laughs> and so our military readiness is going to be highly affected by this whole thing uh, if uh, vaccines and masks are not mandated in this state. 
<laughs> I, I mean, just insane. It's a bizarre world we're living in, or at least in Texas, where it's a and and it's Craig Abbott. It's it's Governor Abbott who's complicating things. Yes, and what is he doing to safeguard Texans? Well, he is having uh, cars that are are carrying automobiles that contain Hispanics. He's having those the police stop those cars and investigate whether there are any illegal immigrants in the cars because, of course, they are here in order to spread uh, the Delta variant of COVID-19 to the population of Texas. And in saying and doing this, Abbott is, of course, uh, playing to the Trump faction of of, uh, his Texas supporters. Um, They are happy about both. The fact that he has banned masks and uh, is arresting uh, Hispanic, innocent Hispanics who are driving down the streets or through our streets uh, because uh, he is safeguarding us against imported uh, COVID uh, from, from Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I imagine that uh, cars containing illegal immigrants are a tiny tiny minority if if they're doing it at all of course and uh, so there we are that's that's what our governor is doing to to keep us safe Amazing. so uh, a, a bunch of us are pretty outraged about this and as i say everything is at a boil here uh, and it all goes back, of course. Um, the the only way uh, uh, there was an editorial, and uh, there was an editorial about uh, this conflict to begin with in today's paper, and also an uh, opinion piece uh, noting that nobody can sue Abbott for his decision not. Uh, not to, or rather, to ban masks, because this is an executive decision, and there is such a thing as um, executive immunity and sovereign immunity. So he cannot be sued. He can be blamed, and the uh, person. Um, the only remedy is the ballot box. But when you think about the situation in Texas at the ballot box, we have a legislature that is uh, passing or attempting to pass uh, legislation that would almost entirely ban uh, voting for Hispanics and blacks and students, uh, (laughs) that is, college students. Um, And so... um, uh, I don't. Uh, what's happening is the Republicans are trying to maintain power by uh, the rule of the minority and keeping the majority uh, from voting, or rather a large portion of the majority from voting, and therefore relegating the remainder to a minority. And of course, gerrymandering is also underway here in Texas right now. Is is this so, the year they redistrict? Yeah. Right. So. So we are going to have more Republican representatives in Congress um, in the House of Representatives, and uh, uh, therefore uh, we're going to have minority rule, and uh, so we continue then to have uh, to block safety measures against uh, 
uh, COVID or any other uh, intelligent thing that comes down the pike that even many Republicans would like to enact because the extreme right does not want it. So, as you can tell, (laughs) as you can tell, I'm pretty head up about it like everybody else. But this this ban and this conflict has involved every other conflict, including the uh, flight of the uh, uh, Democrats in our House of, of uh, Representatives to Washington uh, in order to prevent the passage of, these, of this uh, bill to change the voting laws. So every conflict that is in the news seems to be involved with this. Is there any not to not to sidetrack you, but is there any update on on Beto O'Rourke and what he might be thinking about governor? No, no, I haven't heard a peep about Beto lately. Not since we last talked. So that was probably at least a week ago. Yeah, uh, so. yeah a couple of weeks back, um, yeah, we spoke about Beto. But it's yeah, it's it's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing to me. And again, it's to appease these these Trump voters that he's yeah. doing all of this. And it seems like, yeah. you know, it's it, it, <laughs> when the when the good or the um, the health of your constituents is at at stake, you would you know, you would think that you'd put uh, you would put the good of the people uh, in uh, in over, you know, far over uh, the the good of your solidifying a base right i mean it's the least thing that you can uh, you can expect your governor to do and he's just uh, again he, i don't know i mean is he going to get to the white house that way that's where he wants to go right he wants to get reelected and then he wants to get to the white house i i don't know if you can do that and and expect to to win any any purple so-called purple states yes well and uh, when you consider that trump uh, i hear as uh uh, has raised has raised eighty nine million dollars. Wow! Uh, since January sixth, uh, he's raised eighty nine million dollars. Oh, far no out kidding! Raising oh, the God. Democrats. Wow! Uh, uh, and so it's very clear that Trump is going to run for uh, for president, and uh, Abbott will not have a whisper of a chance if he does that because. Uh, uh, the Republican Party will, of course, like sheep, uh, uh, have him uh, as their candidate. Amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing, and eighty-nine million dollars. And by the way, he's not yeah. giving it to anybody. He's not, you know, he's not passing it out to. Other no, he's candidates. certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, you know, he's got uh, his. He, he wants to hold on to it. And, you know, yeah, so, well, he may be uh, paying legal fees, I think, which uh, would be pretty astron- will be pretty astronomical before uh, uh, 2024. So, yeah. um, it, so who knows? Who knows what he's going to do? But uh, uh, he has some big money bags also. Yeah, uh, contributing to that eighty-nine million, as well as uh, a lot of gullible little people like uh, 
uh, like me. Yeah. <laughs> I should say like my trainer. Your trainer, right? And and uh, like my friend yeah. that that thinks that Bill Gates is uh, is is putting a tracking device in the vaccine or whatever. You know, uh, those are th- that's his wheelhouse. Are I don't know about your trainer, but the the folks that are into the conspiracy theories and things like that. These are your yeah. These are your yeah. base Trump voters. Do you, you know what stands yeah. out to me is it, you started today. Uh, you started today by saying it's the first day of school, and I'm I'm trying to look at the day. It's the ninth. It's the ninth of of August. Uh, we don't start here in New York. We don't start until maybe the ninth of September or maybe the sixth of September, almost a month later. And I, I guess yeah. maybe it has to do it has to do with the heat or it has to do with the daylight saving. What what does it have to do with? You're an educator. Uh, why why do we start so much later than you? Is it weather related? I think it's tradition. Um, uh, when I was going to school, which is many, many decades ago now, uh, it, it started in September. That was uh, that was the the month, and it kept creeping creeping back and back uh, in other states. And I'm not quite sure why, um, but. Uh, uh, I think there was a reason to to uh, begin summer vacation earlier too, because we used to end our uh, school year in May, uh, not in April, and now it ends in April, early April here in Texas. Um, used to be that this was because of farmers uh, who were planting their crops, but now in the mechanized. Uh, farming age and the death of little farms, uh, that's not the reason. And I really don't know uh, what the rationale is. I'm sure uh, if I were in closer touch with administration, uh, the administration of education across the country, I would be able to answer your question. But I've just observed it like you and don't know what, uh, what the reasons behind it are. You know, uh, more importantly, we started with the uh, talking about the Delta variant, and it is a, yeah, I mean, it's a whole different, you know, to blame Fauci or to blame others for not seeing it coming. I'm, and we still don't know what's coming, and, and you know, you can't, right. you know, you, you can't hold anybody responsible. The The fact that people are getting getting this, even though they've gotten... Uh, vaccinated the the effects of of the disease the the virus is much uh less harsh is much less harsh on people who have been vaccinated right and i think that's yeah. being that's being proven the other thing that's going on is in here in new york i think we have 76 percent of the adults are are vaccinated i don't know what texas is but I, I was just looking this morning, and I, it's almost seventy-seven percent, which, which I'm I'm pretty happy about. You know, I wish it was a hundred percent. You know, congratulations. Yeah, yes. but I I did nothing <laughs> other than my family getting, uh, getting vaccinated. Uh, you know, we did nothing. Uh, you know, to to help that other than the six of us getting, uh, getting done. But my, my uh, my thought is we're not hearing as much about death. As we did early on, right? There was a death count right, going right. on that there was a thousand deaths and there was 5,000 mm-hmm. new deaths and there was a thousand in New York every day for whatever. 
We don't have anything like that. You know, it's coming up 11, 6. And again, if, if, it's, if it's somebody close to you, then that's a big number, right? It's, uh, I'm not minimizing, but certainly way down from where it was. And I have to believe that has to do with the vaccines. What about there? I know hospitalizations are up in San Antonio, but what about, uh, what about what's going on there? Are you hearing about a lot of dead? Uh, the deaths are up, but they're not up um, spectacularly. So uh, there are a lot of measures that can, pardon me, that can be taken now against the virus. Uh, so we know more and can do more to save people's lives. So I think people are being heavily damaged by it, those who are unvaccinated. And, and people are dying also, the unvaccinated. Um, but I don't have any statistics on, on the deaths uh, right now. But I know they're up as uh, hospitalization. I mean, if they're over 900 in, uh, in, in hospital. And these are these are six people, or else they wouldn't. I mean, really sick people, else they wouldn't be there. Um, and uh, once they're on ventilators, then they are really in danger of dying. Uh, and there are people uh, who have uh, been shown on TV nationally uh, who are uh, who were um, COVID deniers vaccine resistors uh, who are now on ventilators and who are gasping out the message, uh, please get your vaccination. I'm so sorry I didn't, and I was a fool not to, and so on. And nobody's listening, (laughs) which boggles my mind. Um, The other thing is that even though uh, it is true that if you're vaccinated and you get COVID, that breakthrough case, um, you are not going to be terribly ill, but you are a carrier. You have a thousand times more right. uh, more virus in your nasal passages to uh, to spread with every breath than you did if you got COVID uh, in say um, April of two two twenty. So, uh, so you're still a danger to uh, to uh, those who are unvaccinated. Uh, a, a terrible danger. <laughs> and someone was talking about two people passing each other in the street or somewhere, and it uh, and it took um, something like a few seconds, maybe a brief conversation, a handshake, or an elbow bump, but they were talking to each other, and uh, COVID spread between them. Oh, my gosh. In that tiny, tiny time, and they were not even very close. So the virus leaped from one to the other. It's so contagious. It is a situation that uh, that Abbott, Governor Abbott, should take in consideration (laughs) and change his mind, although I think he would... Uh, he would fear his the reaction from his base if he did. He'd be considered a coward. He's not going anywhere. I'm telling you, he's uh, yeah. he's putting on his cowboy hat and his spurs and his boots yep. and and he Absolutely. is saying, "Come on, get me COVID and come, we're not afraid of you, Delta variant and everything else." But the the problem is that young young folks when they get in, you know, not only do they they uh, get involved in roughhousing. 
with each other or wrestling or playing um, kill the guy with the ball, uh, not to mention romance and, and hand-holding yeah. and kissing and, and you know, even getting involved with uh, multiple partners. I mean, it could be a, a romance one day, breaks up, and there's a romance with a whole different person the next day. And, yeah. I, you, know, I, you know, you don't have to be Euclid to uh, to add up uh, how many how quickly things could spread in a junior high school or a high school terrible absolutely so yeah. i mean it's this is a disaster i mean this is a disaster that that we're not handling i i hope i'm wrong and i hope you know i hope we're worrying for nothing i just don't think we are no we're not and uh, uh, dr otis uh, thinks you're right too i mean he says that uh, uh, putting kids together without masks uh, and without vaccine, of course, one's under 12, uh, is going to uh, increase the number of, uh, of sick kids. There's just no question about it. And so here we go. Today's the day. <laughs> A bunch of them are catching it right now. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you know, it was it was thought for a long time that kids were kind of less vulnerable than yeah. you know to get it than than we are are we hearing that change and is it simply because there you know there, there's no vaccination for the most part for these young people and uh and, and is it just working its way down or are we running out of people to talk about and again i i think it's acknowledged now generally that kids are just as vulnerable as everybody else but the reason why under 12s uh, are not vaccinated already is uh, i think that we thought that they were more resistant to the to the virus and they were more resistant to the unmute un uh, muted un uh, come on what's the word here um uh, mutated right unmutated virus but the virus has mutated into this dreadful uh, delta variant that is contagious just as contagious to little babies uh there was an 11 month old kid in the hospital that oh was God. being discussed over our news um just lately and uh, from uh, from birth on this virus can attack the kids and will attack the kids and is doing so as I speak. So um, it's no longer, the kids are no longer freer of it than anybody else. And they are totally unprotected. Absolutely amazing. The least we can do is have them wear masks, as Otis says. Well, thank you, Governor Abbott, for uh, taking that out of the hands and and uh, and putting it in the hands of the the uh, adults. Uh, and listen, you could you could talk about civil liberties all you want. They, uh, you know, where they could start is at the ballot box. You want to give people uh, their rights and their their right to make decisions. Well, how about out the uh, how about at the doctor's office allowing a woman to uh, to have her right to choose and uh, and how about uh, how about letting people everybody who's uh, who's living here vote and make it as easy as possible to vote uh, you know he's going to give his give them liberty give adults liberty simply on on whether they should infect someone else or not it's uh, to me it just sounds like blind hypocrisy yeah, it is. Uh, it is not logical because 
with this disease, you're free. Uh, if you're free, <laughs> totally to ignore safety rules, which is what uh, masks are, uh, then you're free to infect everybody around you and to kill off some of them as well. Uh, and I don't call that freedom. I call that crime. Uh, without question, this is uh, this is terrible, Doc. I mean, it's I I don't know where the logic comes in, and I don't know, uh, you know, it's it it just sounds ruthless that you don't want to lose your base, so you are going to you are going to do whatever you can to make sure they don't walk away from you. And when I say they, that means that Trump base. And you know, again, I'm an independent. You know, I'm not a I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. And maybe I, I lean, uh, uh, you know, more towards the progressive way or whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm a true independent. I've voted for Republicans in the past and Democrats alike and, and uh, you know, whatever. But when, when it comes down to kowtowing to people that are, just, uh, that are just living on the extreme end of the spectrum or that are, that are uh, conspiracy theorists and different things like that, when it's uh, – when you're – bowing to these folks to make sure you don't lose their vote and you're doing it at the expense of the rest of the population uh, right I, I don't know i mean you know shame on abbott you know if he's doing mm-hmm. that he's got he's, he, he I, I don't know i don't know what the primary situation is he worried about being primaried from the right is he worried that a if he doesn't do everything the trump people want him to do will a trump person stand up and knock them out. Is that what he's concerned about? And even that, yeah. I think, I mm-hmm. think the health of the the people of Texas should take precedence over uh, over whether that's going to happen or not. Yeah, yeah, and especially it is the health right now. The focus is on the kids because the kids under twelve are all at risk. They have nothing going for them except masks, and he's banned them. <laughs> so, so it's. Uh, it's just a dreadful situation. Mm. Wow. Uh, do you see a, a a resolution, or do you see a um, a point where we're we're coming to a pivot point somewhere where something's going to break, or is it just every man for himself, and we'll just yeah, see what that's happens? That's where it is right now. It's every parent for themselves. Uh, and if, of course, if they belong to the Trump faction, they're going to say, uh, "Well, uh, little Joey, uh, you, you're going to go to school, and you'll probably catch the disease. But as we all know, it's just the flu. You'll be okay." <laughs> <laughs> so you're willing to risk your kid's life uh, for a conspiracy theory that uh, uh, that the vaccines, of course, they can't have uh, under twelve. Uh, I think the uh, uh, the government is going to come through with the a, a certification of the uh, vaccines pretty soon, uh, and so once that happens, then there may be a slight surge, but I think it'll be slight of people who are going to go ahead and take the uh, the vaccine. But uh, right now, 
<laughs> right now, the resistors are saying, uh, we don't know whether this is any good. It, I mean, it doesn't matter that millions and millions of people have proven that uh, the vaccines uh, prevent the, either prevent the disease or prevent a severe uh, case of the disease, so you don't go to the hospital. You don't die. Um, I mean, that's been proven simply by the fact that so many people have benefited from the vaccines. But no, no, those who resist have all kinds. I mean, you, we've we've brought out two uh, two of them uh, that uh, you're, the government is implanting tracking devices and that it's changing our DNA. Well, the disease itself is changing our DNA. There's no question about it. And the lingering effects, such as loss of balance, foggy mind, uh, all kinds of other aches and pains that persist after you're supposedly cured because the, the virus persists in the body. And uh, so your life is changed if you, if you have the blasted disease. So anyway, <laughs> I think we've we've covered just about every aspect of this topic by now, Frank. Well, well I, I just want to I, I add one thing, and I'm I'm risking by saying this simply because I know they listen, the folks here. But I have a I have a, a, a relative. I have a, re- a relative who is unbelievably unbelievably dismissive of COVID, and mm-hmm. that relative lost somebody very close to them probably on you know covid they say it was a flu and it was uh, it was something a couple of months ago and at the at the memorial ceremony it wasn't a wake but it was a memorial ceremony um someone stood up a best friend of this this individual um stood up and and uh and shouted at everyone saying he died of COVID. He died of COVID. And all of you that don't have masks on now, shame on you. Anybody that's mm-hmm. denying this still, shame on you. He lost his life because of COVID and how cavalier he was. And then people clapped, you know, a certain amount of people clapped. And some people didn't clap. Now, it was a lot of people. And it was in, you know, it was in, uh, uh, you know, a closed, contained area. I was uh, stepping out. My wife was stepping out, and 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 her mother was uh, was stepping out. Uh, so we did not. Um, my mother-in-law, I should say, was stepping out. Uh, so we, you know, we weren't stuck in this, you know, this incubator of uh, of potential viruses, and or or the virus, I should say. And I just found out yesterday. I just found out yesterday. It's either seven, including the man who was in the casket, or eight or seven plus him that were at that memorial ceremony who have died of COVID. But my my relative still says there was a terrible flu that went around that area at the uh, at the time and that the the hospitals get millions of dollars for, you know, saying it's COVID. I don't know where where they get that. Yeah but uh, that they get millions of dollars, but that those people, seemingly healthy people prior to that, um, were, were, were killed because of a flu. I just don't understand the denying of this. I mean, it's COVID. It's serious. I've, I've known, 
I, I now, it's in the 20s, how many people I know that have died, celebrities that I've interviewed before, uh, people that, um, that uh, I don't know if he passed away, but the man in, in Nashville, you would, uh, he was a denier, complete denier of, he's a radio show host, and I saw him at the Talkers event, and he was uh, mocking people on, I think it was, you know, early June, and he was on a ventilator a month later, and and he found religion, as far as this goes, as far as uh, COVID goes, and he said he made a terrible mistake, terrible mistake. Everyone should get vaccinated. The problem is that he has a popular radio show, and a lot of people may know what I'm talking about. I won't say his name uh, out of respect. I don't know if he passed or whatever, but I do know his brother and his uh, his sister were begging, were begging people to get the vaccine now but this is after you know a year and a half of him mocking uh he called it scamronavirus and um and and a scamdemic and that it wasn't real and now you know he may i i haven't followed up but he may have lost his life and i saw him you know about a month before it happened and you know it's i i know maybe 25 people who perished because of this it's just on, yep. you know, uh, Marianne from Gilligan's Island. I had her on the, uh, you know, from the sitcom, uh, you know, back in the 60s. You know, I had her on the show three or four times. She died of coronavirus. The man who wrote, uh, I lo- her name is Dawn Wells. And um, she wasn't a denier or anything. She just, she contracted the, the virus and and um, and died uh, from it. And then... Um, uh, you know, Alan Merrill, he wrote the song I Love Rock and Roll. I've had him on the show many times. I, I knew him, and he was one of the earliest uh, deaths from, uh, from coronavirus. And, and four other people at that show that he, he got it, he uh, received it at, uh, died, and I knew all of them. They're just terrible. Wow. Yeah. Ter- I, I know a husband and wife. One uh, husband died on, on, I'm sorry, the wife died on. Uh, on a Sunday, and this is last April, late last April, and the husband died on Wednesday, from, all from oh, coronavirus. Dear. They were on, they were next to each other in on ventilators uh, for this. It's wow! A, it's a real, you know, it's it's a real disease, and you yes, know, it certainly is. You know, I mean, this yeah. is terrible. Uh, the handling of it. Anyway, I didn't mean to go. You know, just figured I'd give my two cents there, and and uh, my apologi- apologies to somebody I'm very close to, who I know listens every week. And uh, and but I'm I'm telling you, it's uh, you get away from the denying that this uh, it, the the fact that it's not a real disease is just ridiculous at this point. <laughs> we can't we oh, can't yeah, say that. That's absurd. I mean, yeah, especially so when you lose somebody so close to you. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, Doc, just. Um, uh, terrible. Good luck in San Antonio. It's a great city, and you have a wonderful mayor over there. And hopefully, yes, people we do. pay attention to him. Hopefully, uh, Governor Abbott starts paying attention to your mayor. Um, and to everybody out there, uh, please, if you're not vaccinated yet, get vaccinated. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, it looks like mask mandates might be coming back because certain people aren't vaccinated and uh, it's a you know it's a sticky wicket when i when you go down that road doc thank you very much you're welcome and i add to what you just said wear masks when you are in in indoor situations especially if you can't keep social distance because this virus is there (laughs) and uh 
uh, everybody, everybody now is in danger from it. So wear your mask, and if you're not vaccinated, follow Frank's advice. Go get it. And don't be sorry, and uh, and broadcasting as you gasp for air on a ventilator, you'll be broadcasting, I wish I had done it. Uh, do it now. All right. Frank McKay signing off. You've been listening to Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg, and you've been listening to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on the Florence Weinberg Show.